There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. are watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Gino Liao at your service and we have taken over the Podcast Network Asia Kumu channel. Kind of like what the NWO did when they debuted in WCW 25 years ago. If you're listening to us on the audio-only version, thank you very much. And if you haven't yet, we're on Spotify pala, so please follow us over there, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Kung first time nyo tong makita or marinig, and you're like, wow, may wrestling podcast pala sa Philippines. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We've been around since 2014, and we've been going strong. So thank you so much to the Podcast Network Asia team and the Kumu team for letting us have this space for the next hour or so, so we can talk about the NWO. But before we do that... We're going to be reminding everyone that we have ongoing promo with our friends from New Era Cap Philippines. So we told you on Thursday, now we're giving away this Hulk Hogan gift pack. So babyface producer Nikai, let's put it up on the screen. There you go. For our viewers on Kumu, we're giving away that Hulk Hogan t-shirt and that Hulk Hogan snapback. Model not included. So if you want to Joa, don't worry. Okay. Uh, so we're giving that away. Oh, it's not a model. So we're giving that away, and all you have to do is to follow the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok. So at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast or at Wrestling2XPod. And then you have to follow at New Era Cap PH on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sobrang dali lang. And you have to answer this very simple question. Babyface producer Nikai, let's show them the question for this week. Alright, so itong question ito, galing to kay Chino, sabi niya, he, he wants you to answer in which movie did Hulk Hogan make his motion picture debut as Thunderlips? So send that, uh, send your responses in sa Facebook, sa Twitter, sa Instagram. I'll be making a TikTok post for that one as well. Then we'll be raffling it off among everybody who got it correctly. Alright, so we'll be announcing the winner on Thursday's live stream. And yeah, it's very fitting that we're talking about Hulk Hogan because he was one of the central figures of the New World Order. 
So 25 years ago, 1996, I think uh, by now we all know the story, di ba, na Scott Hall and Kevin Nash came in as the outsiders and then Hulk Hogan turned heel. And right before we went on the stream, I was watching an episode of the Monday Night Wars at WWE Network. And then dun ko nalaman na the idea for the NWO was apparently inspired by New Japan. Tonight ko lang siya nalaman. Yeah, I, I was watching yung NWO roundtable ng Legends of Wrestling on the WWE Network. And I actually did not know that it came from Japan. So they had a parang power struggle in the top management of NJPW. In kayfabe, syempre on screen. And then dun pa na nakinuha. Akala ko it was something na, okay, they got kasi Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were outsiders from the WWE. Tapos they wanted to bring them in in a you know in an edgy, out of the box way. Ego Chino, what do you remember from that time? I remember a lot actually as the memories flood in. No, I remember that at that time when Hogan turned heel, he was actually a perennial babyface. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, but he was the John Cena of his time. He was John Cena before John Cena. Right. So yeah. when Hogan came out and Hall and Nash were in the ring, people thought that they were going to face off. So the turn was completely unexpected because nobody believed that Hulk Hogan could actually become a heel. This was the first time he was truly a heel. This was the first time that he actually threw out the red and yellow tights for what is now known as the Hollywood Hogan look, which is the black and white. Black, black, right? white and, yeah. it, it, and it totally subverted people's expectations of what wrestling should be at that time. Because before then, this was just a little after the rock and wrestling period of, of the WWE. This was just, just before the Attitude Era kicked off. So when things started to change so drastically in this manner where people that looked up to wrestlers as larger-than-life characters and then to have them suddenly become this very grounded, very anti-establishment characters. It, it just it was eponymous of, of the 90s and where you were at that time. Gusto ko yung ang dami mong hinahatak na big words at 5 a.m. Uh, eponymous. Ano pa yung big word that, that Chino brought out uh, earlier? Subverted there. I mean, yeah. uh, I, 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 I'm not one to smart shame you. It's just, you know, at 5 a.m., I don't think I can come up with those big words. Nag-stream ako. Nagsusulat kasi ako kanina before we started. So, so okay. So, maganda na, na binanggit mo na ito yung time na right before the Attitude Era. Kasi kung WWE fan ka or WWF fan ka nung 90s, ito yung new generation era, eh, di ba? Right after rock and wrestling. So, yung bata pa si Diesel, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Brett and Owen, Yokozuna, and a lot of the other characters, hindi sila tao talaga eh. Like, they were... Cartoon characters, they had jobs, diba? So, si Repo Man, remember that guy? Or yeah. si IRS, so, he's an accountant. Diba, si Billion Dollar Man, Brutus Billion Dollar Man, yeah. Si Point the Clown, diba? Yun yung mga characters in wrestling noon. Yun yung mga sikat, diba? Even in WCW, si Kevin Nash, he was Oz, diba? He was like a wizard. So, parang napaka one-dimensional ng characters na yun. And then for the NWO to, to come in, Totoong tao sila, di ba? They were using the real names. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and then nanggugulo lang sila. Hindi sila parang, oh, mayroong mystic powers like The Undertaker or like si Kamala na parang tribesman na whatever, di ba? Exactly. Yung, ano, ang point kasi nitong NWO was that they were just against the grain in all 
sorts of ways. Dati kasi sa W sa wrestling in general, wala silang authority figure. Eh. Diba? It was just you had a beef with somebody and then you had a match. Diba? Or right. you wanted somebody's title and then you had a match. Dito, pinalabas nila na may authority figure talaga sa wrestling. Eh. Diba? They, 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 didn't, they didn't have a Mr. McMahon before this. They didn't have a general manager before all of this. And even the argument can be made na kung walang NWO, walang attitude era. Kasi reactionary ito eh. Um, a lot of us grew up on WWE in the Philippines kasi naturally, hindi naman natin nakukuha yung WCW. Diba? That's true. So, so a lot of us only remember the attitude era. But the NWO actually happened before attitude era even kicked off. So kung walang NWO, feeling ko talaga hindi magre-react and uh, ganun yung WWE. It, it, the attitude era would not have happened. Wait, may question oh, wait. wait, 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 I have a question. If see, see. you didn't get WCW dito sa Pilipinas, where did you catch the NWOs? Uh, how did you... Paano mo sabay-bayan yan? Mga uh, odds and ends. Honestly, tong, tong NWO turn ni Hogan, I only caught it nung matanda na ako. Okay. Uh, but before okay. that, I've heard of the... Misses cable may WCW but it's not actually doon ako papasok row doon ako papasok uh, so yung Cartoon Network was showing here in the Philippines yeah. diba, as early as the 90s and paggabi nagiging right. TNT or TBS siya because it's under the same company yung Turner right. Broadcasting so dito sa Pinas we would actually get episodes of WCW Thunder so naalala ko yun nung, nung late 90s hindi um, ko maalala yung Nitro Hindi ko malalay Nitro dito eh, pero yung Thunder naalala ko talaga. So, doon ako unang nakakita ng NWO logo. Yeah. Yun yung first exposure ko to NWO. And then later on, mga 2003, nung medyo na-expose na ako lalo sa wrestling, mayroon akong classmate na nagsusot ng wrestling t-shirt sa school pag may retreat. Tapos yung t-shirt niya, yung shirt ni Randy Orton na RKO, pero NWO parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, na-recognize ko yung logo na yun. And then, na-associate ko siya with NWO. So, that was my first exposure. What about you guys? Okay, um, I'm gonna be the odd one out here because yeah, I haven't watched. I I didn't watch. I didn't start watching wrestling until the early 2000s. So, uh, pati yung entire WWE run ng NWO na misko and naubot ako na lang sina Kevin Nash as Kevin Nash feuding with Triple H. Uh, but I did get to play the game, the WWE game of 2003. Or uh, 2002, pala, 2002. Shut your mouth. It was, and they had an entire story about the NWO coming into the WWF, and uh, they took from real life events. Tapos they portrayed there yung ano, yung pagsalo ni Shawn Michaels sa NWO, which was a big deal at the time. And even when I didn't really know much about the NWO, NWO at the time, na na feel ko na big deal siya, kasi they treated it as a big deal as a game. And uh, I, I was, I guess, vaguely aware of the NWO in my uh, early fandom na hindi pa masyadong uh, pulido at the time. I, I will, I'll go uh, farther than, than Rose video game reference. I first heard, of course, it was a thunder stand. I also started watching it then. I remember I also started seeing clips of Nitro, but it might have been on the same show. Uh, ang, ang daming uh, ang daming ko nakita odds and ends eh. like random clips of the NWO coming out uh, on TV kasi wala pa naman YouTube nun. but then I will also say that my actual first exposure to the NWO was on a game called WCW versus the World I think no. lumabas siya this was before the, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the PlayStation PlayStation 1 diba? 
WCW versus the world. It was basically it's just WCW with uh working relationships with other uh international promotions. So alam ko that the New Japan, alam ko may Mexican promotion, I don't know which one it was exactly. And then your NWO dahil nga offshoot sila, kumihiwalay sila sa WCW, may sarili sila ang promotion. May sarili okay. sila yung stable nila, kumihiwalay sa WCW. So instead of picking it under the WCW banner, you actually get to pick sila Hogan under their own NWO banner. And it just solidified their identity na hindi kami WCW. Diba? Kami ang, ang, ang anti-establishment uh, promotion dito sa wrestling. Yeah, it's very interesting that you say that, Chino, na yun nga, they were really trying to be their own brand. Kasi yun yung goal talaga nila, eh, diba? Na sa sobrang laki nung NWO na brand, para silang sarili nilang company, diba? They had their own pay-per-view, yung sold out. I remember that from 97 or 98. Alam ko lang yun kasi may Eddie Guerrero match doon, tapos yun yung pinunod ko, uh, you know, now, now that I'm an adult. But yeah, hindi ko ma-imagine na at the time, diba, wrestling would be so big that you could have this big sub-organization in a major company. So for a wrestling fan like you, Chino, at the time, uh, did you ever think na parang, wow, totoo to ah, tong NWO na to, talagang napaka-rebellious nila, totoong nanggugulo sila dito? Honestly, the, when, I, when I found out of the NWO, naka-ariba na yung DX eh. You know what I mean? Like, okay. naka-buelo na sila. So, it, it, to a point, the NWO came to me as a sort of afterthought, even if now history will tell us that the NWO yeah. So, wh- when you talk about it being real, I, I've, I always thought that the NWO ripped off DX and not the other way around. But in that, in that sense, yeah, I thought there was when the Monday Night Wars, Monday Night Wars were happening. That's when I thought that this was actually a real feud. That DX was actually going into WCW with a tank, diba? Even <laughs> though it was just an outfitted jeep, uh, that was actually a real thing for me uh, as a child. So we'll talk about that. Yung juxtaposition ng DX and NWO, diba? Yung WWE versus WCW Monday Night Wars. If we frame natin yan, tas pag-usapan natin yung impact ng NWO sa wrestling as a whole. We'll do that after the break. But first, we've got an offer for all of our listeners dito sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and pati na rin sa Podcast Network Asia since we're on the PNA channel dito sa Kumu. This is courtesy of our friends from Zalora. All right, guys, like the NWO, you can, you know, uh, fit yourself out with the latest threads, the coolest threads from Zalora, from brands like Nike, Adidas, H&M, and all of that stuff. You can use our special code to get your discounts from Zalora. All you got to do is use the code on checkout. The code is wrestling. Again, wrestling. It's already here on the header of our podcast, of our stream. Uh, That code gives you 25% off your minimum purchase plus 10% cash back for a minimum purchase of 1,999 pesos all you got to do is use that before the end of the month again the code is wrestling all right we'll take a break in a bit we'll be coming back with wwe versus wcw and the effect of the nwo on the industry but first a word from our other podcasts on podcast network asia 
there! I'm Mish, host of Mish Conceptions, the podcast that talks about the common struggles of modern-day millennials and Gen Zs as we all navigate through college, enter the real world, and build our careers. Let's talk about the realities of adulting and corporate world that no one will tell you about. These are the things you wish you knew sooner to get ahead in life or simply just to get by. Join me in my podcast, Misconceptions, as we discuss maximizing college, life after college, building your career, self-improvement, relationships, and anything and everything that will help you on your personal and career development. So make sure you check out my podcast after you listen to this episode. See you there. Let's get to some shout outs on Kumu. All right. Thank you, Bruce Lim, for sending us a Globe at Home sticker worth uh, a few gems. Thank you. Thank you. He also says that he used our Podmetrics code for uh, for his growing personal podcast. So thank you for that. Uh, we hope we wish you well on your podcast. Uh, Tito Skamageddon says Nitro was was airing on Saturday midnight. Yeah. If he remembers it correctly. Since uh, Cartoon Network channel, yeah. not being TNT. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you saying hey to Aaron, uh, our uh, patron who is joining us today on our Kumu stream. Saying hey What's to up, 25 man? May 1994, JM Happy 55555, Samanila 321, Ninong 888. Thank you guys for joining us today on our stream. Uh, Aaron says NWO for life for life. Right. Two sweets and yung lahat. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Sige, so kanina, diba, Chino, you already mentioned na yung DX, siya yung parang reaction ng WWE sa NWO. So nag, uh, nagbabatuhan sila basically and then yung ratings war, yung WCW na naig, diba, for 83 weeks. Kaya, kaya yun yung pangalan ng podcast ni Eric Bischoff. And it wasn't until early 1998 na yung WWE na yung nag-take the lead. Uh, because of yung acts nila like DX, The Rock, Austin, The Undertaker, di ba? Lahat na mga yun. Uh, so for you as a fan, do you remember that point na parang medyo nalaos na si NW or, or parang nag-overexpand sila? Kasi di ba, watching yung mga documentaries, everybody mentions at some point, they just grew and grew and grew. It got to a point uh, with every stable wherein the NW got so big that they had to split them up. Kasi laki na nila eh. Um, it's it's a it's a tale that happens in wrestling constantly. Uh, you you see what happened to the Nexus, even to Bullet Club, diba? Na na happy sila down the middle, and, and people go off doing their own thing. Now when that happens, nangyari yun tinatawag nila sa TV na jumping the shark, wherein the 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 most obvious thing that can happen already happens, and therefore wala na yung wala na yung thrill, wala na yung excitement. You don't know what. You already know what's gonna happen next. Everything is just downhill from from then on out. And feeling ko nangyari yon, that was just them just pulling at at strings, trying to see kung ano yung pinaka grabbing pwede nilang gawin at, at that time, <laughs> diba? Parang oh, pasok na natin to lahat because NWO was so big that the people who were not part of NWO actually wanted to be part of it. And when that happens, it just imploded. It got so big that they had to split them in half. So, pinapanood ko kanina yung Monday Night Wars nga, di ba, sa WWE Network. And then, a lot of the wrestlers uh, from, from current era WWE, pati na rin yung mga former WCW guys like sina Chris Jericho, they were talking about how meron mga roster members na nainis na rin kasi kung a-appear ka sa TV, uupakan ka lang ng NWO. So, nagsawa sila. They didn't want to get beaten up by the NWO. Edi, sumali nila sila ng NWO. Kaya lumaki na lumaki. And then, 
one of the other things that really stood out to me was no una kailangan may association ka with WWE for you to be part of it, diba? That's why you had Hogan, you had Hall, you had Nash, eventually Ted DiBiase, X-Pac, uh, si Virgil. Macho man, yeah. See, see, Virgil actually gusto ko bring up kasi when he went to WCW and became part of NWO, they renamed him to be Vincent. Yeah, kasi WWE owned Virgil. And Virgil naman was a jab at Dusty Rhodes kasi yeah. Virgil yung real name niya. So, nung WCW siya, Vincent naman kasi si Dusty Rhodes yung booker ng, ano, right, ng WCW. Right. So, that, that was pretty funny to me. Um, But it really got ridiculous when nagkaroon siya ng face uh, spin-off group and then heel spin-off group. So, until now, dahil hindi nga ako NWO baby, sino yung face? Yung Wolfpack ba? Di ba the Wolfpack was face? I'm yeah, pretty Wolfpack sure they were, fa- yeah. Yeah, Wolfpack yeah. was face. Um, And I remember this kasi sila yung may toy figure. So, sila okay. yung may mga action figures na nilabas. Siyempre, pag heel ka, wala kang birch kasi you want people <laughs> to hate you. Di ba? Uh, so, NWO Wolfpack was faced. Doon na pumasok sila Bret Hart, uh, sila Six, a guy formerly known as X-Pac. Doon sila pumasok. And then you had the heel side of things, which is where Hogan uh, remained for the time being. Kaya which was Hollywood. Yung, that's why they called that side NWO Hollywood. Ah, uh, okay, okay, that makes sense. So I, I, I legit didn't know this. Ang alam ko lang sa Wolfpack was that sila may red na logo, di ba? Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, right, right. Tapos, um, mabangis yung theme song nila. Yun lang, yun lang naalala ko. Tito Skamagaylan says, the initial Wolfpack run, they were faces, so I'm guessing eventually they turned heel at some point. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. It, again, it's a, it's very typical of wrestling to, yeah. you know, have something that works one way, so they'll try it another way. You know, so you know what I mean? Like, okay to as face, so try natin sila as heel. Diba? Right. And it didn't go as well as over as well, kasi nasanay na yung tao to them being the faces. So, when they turned, it was already too late at that point. So going back to yung uh, Monday Night Wars episode, uh, one of the things na kinwento ni Eric Bischoff that also stood out to me was how nung time na yon mid-90s, uh, pag-wrestling program yan, the action was always in the ring. Wala pa masyado pumupunta backstage. I mean, meron nung WWF, di ba? Like yung implosion ng mega powers backstage yung nangyari. But they wouldn't take you to like the production truck. Na ngayon, when you watch wrestling now, parang normal na, di ba? If somebody goes into the production truck, ah, may ganap, whatever. Pero at the time, sobrang groundbreaking nun and yung explanation ni Eric Bischoff was, dahil hindi mo nga siya nakikita, for you as a fan, iisipin mo na, ah, oh, scripted pa ba to? Parang iba na to, ah. And that was their way of really trying to reach yung older demographic. Kasi nga at the time, di ba, nung 90s, parang napansin nila nung, nung wrestling companies and promoters that the audience had grown up. Hindi na sila yung mga bata who would say their prayers and eat their vitamins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And nowadays, if you look at it, it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of the people who grew up in the Attitude Era are actually out of the wrestling world now. wrestling to this very day. And so people are trying to bring in other forms of throwback. Like you got you yeah, you had the NWO reuniting for the Hall of Fame. You have mga random legend appearances on current product, Because it's it's a way for them to try and and bring in as many people into the product as possible. It's it's just a matter of business, really. 
How about nung ano? Um, when when the NWO eventually made it to WWE, kasi the WCW would die by 2001, and with it, the NWO would go down. But eventually, uh, they made their way to WWE, and um, I think for for some younger wrestling fans, that could be your first exposure to the NWO. Shempre super different na yun, and I still wasn't really watching wrestling at the time. So, what do you remember from that moment in wrestling history, Chino? Ito, I'll, I'll be honest, this is actually part of my gap years of wrestling. So this year, ito, I, I barely remember them on TV. I think Ro would actually know more about this. But I, I remember Shawn Michaels' turn. Uh, but then at that point in time, I feel like that was them trying to, to you know, to, again, jump the shark and say the, the biggest DX member in history is now part of the the opposing stable. And that's retired pa siya nun. So that was actually like a pretty big deal. So I remember hearing about it, but I didn't actually see it. No, I didn't uh I didn't also see it at the time. I only started watching wrestling after that happened. Cause I, I remember that was early 2002 or late 2001. So Nikonasha na But Sempre, whenever anyone would talk about the NWO, they usually talk about the WCW years and never really the, the WWE years. So parang it kind of gets swept under the rug, if you will, because it was really so short and they were also not as edgy as they were back in WCW because they were working for Vince. They were trying to uh, destroy Ric Flair and Ric Flair's you know, stars on the Monday Night Raw brand. So I don't think anyone really has a good recollection of the NWO in those years of the WWE. So talagang, I think yeah. for me, because ang naisip ko lang nung time na yun was how they tried to push Hogan pa rin as a heel. Pero by the time na nag Rock versus Hogan ng WrestleMania 18, wala napaka undeniable na eh, kasi nostalgia trip na for the fans, di ba? So yes. even though naka NWO attire si Hogan, he was basically the babyface. And then he would stop being NWO Hogan right after that kasi he'd eventually go to SmackDown and win the tag team championships with Edge. So parang namatay lang din agad yung NWO sa WWE. Yeah, because the ones uh, if you go to a WWF or WWE audience, they would fondly remember Hogan as Hulk Hogan from uh, the 80s and the early 90s, who would tell your tell your kids to say your prayers, eat your vitamins, right? And uh, Skamagadan here says WWE NWO was horrible, and he says <laughs> the most memorable moment for him was when they kicked Booker T out of the group. They they also they also hired as many people or you know as many guys as they could on Raw. Igao Chino, um, I have a question for you since you were the one who was watching this firsthand. Sinu pinaka rival ng NWO. Kasi diba if you have a big heel faction, dapat may parang one baby face. Sting Sting ba? Kasi in my head was always DAP. Okay, perfect, perfectly said zero. By the time that NWO actually started happening. You also saw its effects in other wrestlers in the company, right? outside the NWO. Once the best example is Sting, because the Sting we know now with the black and white face paint is it actually how Sting started? Yeah, so first Sting right. So first Sting Shadate with the neon face paint, right? So the fact that they changed the character as iconic as Sting and turned him into emo Sting. Into the crow sting that we know now 
it also just speaks to how 90s the 90s are were. <laughs> diba? Everything had to have an edge. Everything had to be edgy, dark, and brooding because that's what happens during the 90s. Diba? So, so you had guys like Sting, Change. You had you had people who like like Juventud Guerrero who... Guerrero, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guerrero, sorry, who who was a luchador, a vast luchador, naging gangster siya bigla because of this turn in WCW. Kasi nga, everything had to have an edge to it. Yeah, so, um, so, so si Sting yung pinaka-rival ng NWO, it wasn't Bret Hart, it wasn't Goldberg, no, it wasn't DDP. I would say it was Sting. Okay. Goldberg okay. was only in the latter half eh, diba, of, yeah. of the oh. NWO run. Yes. How about si DDP? Because I remember yung si DDP tag team partner niya si Carl Malone, tapos si uh, Dennis Rodman as NWO. Oh. What did I guess you could consider it as part of that. But when I when because si Sting Cash the game Dark Sting was mm-hmm. because he started coming down from the rafters to beat on NWO and and that's how the whole baseball bat Sting came about, right? That's the whole. That's him trying to be anti-establishment against the anti-establishment. <laughs> Who became the establishment? Oh, the so parang labo-labo na. But then at the same time, I feel like Sting was like the Stone Cold versus it. He was like Stone Cold to the corporation, kumbaga. Right. So parang parang Stone Cold na Undertaker then, kasi nga may pagka dark and brooding, eh, diba? Right. Right. I want to zoom out here and I want to ask you guys since we're talking about the 90s nga, diba? yung kasagsagan ng NWO. Did the NWO come too early, too late or was it just right for that time? And I'm borrowing this question from Bill Simmons sa Book of Basketball podcast niya. I feel like it came at just the right time. Um, mm-hmm. it, it lasted way too long. It's, it overstayed its welcome. But it came at just the right time. Because had it not happened, we wouldn't have all the other movements that got us or that got me into into wrestling. We wouldn't have the Attitude Era. We wouldn't have everything that came after that. We wouldn't have all the stables that were inspired by this one mega group that it was the NWO. I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to agree with that and say that if it weren't for the NWO, both WWF and WCW would have failed because they were both pretty bad at that time. That was after the honeymoon period of the rock and wrestling and WrestleMania era of the of, uh, of pro wrestling in the US. So if it didn't kick um if it didn't give WCW the kick in the pants that would in turn give WWF the kick in the pants you know as Chino said we wouldn't have had the mainstreamification of wrestling that would have gotten us to watch uh, I don't know maybe we would have watched eventually but it wouldn't have been as popular as it were in the late 90s diba? yeah I, I think that if uh the NWO didn't make wrestling cool and bring the industry up with it a lot of the stars that we enjoyed in this generation and the one before it would probably not have been inspired but to get into the business because they would not have found wrestling cool other than you know if they actually just loved it for the sake of loving it and when, when you think about that time you 90s um I always think about grunge bands so the music of Pearl Jam, the Foo Fighters, Soundgarden, yun yung talagang sikat nun eh, lalo na kung nasa US ka, nasa West Coast ka, yun yung home of the grunge scene eh. So parang yun, yun din yung time na people were being edgier with everything pop culture. And I remember when I was in high school, gumawa ko na research paper nun about wrestling and pop culture, how they're really intertwined. And the NWO was actually one of my examples kasi yun yung time na Generation X was beginning to flesh out yung identity niya. 
So parang napaka-angsty niya, di ba? Kind of like how you millennial generation, we also went through that um, in the 2000s or yeah, in, in the 2000s and early 2010s. So for Gen X, it seemed to be the 90s. And uh, nag-reflect talaga siya, eh, di ba? In how edgy the NWO was, how D-Generation X was literally Gen Xers who were degenerates. Di ba? Right, right. Yung, yung, yung time nun. Uh, oh, people were wearing black a lot, di ba? People were doing crotch chops, middle fingers, beer, all of that stuff. So I, I think um, it really spoke a lot about that time. Parang napakaganda niyang time capsule when you look back on that footage. Uh, and uh, ang ganda lang, to jump off what you just said, Stone Cold, who is neither a member of DX or NWO, said that the best thing about the Attitude Era was that they put a face on the power, diba? That That oppressive being, whether it be your... <laughs> Your boss, the government, some authority figure in in your life, may bukana she. So it's something that you can actually challenge to fight. It's actually that's a great point. It's something that you can stand up to. Whereas before, this did not exist. No, no, it so, did exist in a different form. It was in politics, like the Iron Sheik. You had a foreign villain, Exactly. But then for this to be to be grounded and, and centered into somebody that you can stand up to. And, someone and, you, mo, someone you recognize. So you're right, a boss. Exactly. It's not something it's not something everybody can do every day. But in uh, wrestling, that can happen. And that's how people gravitated towards it. They saw that there are people who were standing up to the powers that be and putting up a fight and that they wanted to do that in their own lives. So they lived vicariously through these characters. I can't believe that we've been talking about the NWO for over half an hour and we haven't talked about Eric Bischoff. Because if you're looking for the face that you really want to hate to NWO, it's probably Bischoff. Not Hogan, not Hall, and not Kevin Nash. I think it was Bischoff. Yeah, that's true. Uh it's just super weird that he was the key to making the NWO the establishment uh, when they originally started out as anti-establishment. So, Sobrang, uh, do you think uh, adding Bischoff was, you know, the sign of the end or, you know, the sign where it jumped, kind of jumped the shark? I, I would say so. I would say that, yes. Because, yes, I love that it as marks that Eric Bischoff was the grand architect uh, of this whole thing. He engineered... WCW's epic run in, in the Monday Night Wars. Um, and then he also engineered the NWO to a certain extent. Right. He pitched this idea to, to, to the guys, right? And, and that's where they got this idea from. But at the same time, when he when he was part of the, the system that they were trying to fight, it kind of lost its flavor for me. So what's the point of being together? In the ring, what was happening behind the scenes, that they were also power tripping. It actually I, I, I would agree with Ro here and, and said and say that it, it kind of jumped the shark a bit too. That's why they had to get so big that they had to split them in half. <laughs> At that point, there was no turning back. Eh? When that happened, there was no turning back for, for the NWO. Okay, positive naman tayo. Let's talk about favorite memories. And ako, I don't think I can give one because, again, I wasn't really a fan yet at the time. I think I can say the same for Ro on this one. So, Chino, your favorite NWO memories? I actually have a few. I remember the first appearance of the Finger Pope of Death. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the Finger Pope of Death is this 
epic move wherein Kevin Nash, I believe it was Kevin Nash. Kevin, Kevin Nash, Nash poked Hulk no, 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 no. Hogan poked Nash. Hogan poked Nash, Tumumasi Nash, and then just stopped the pin. And the match was like a two-minute pin. And before this actually happened, this is for the WCW title, before this actually happened, people wanted Goldberg to step up because Goldberg was having this epic run of like a hundred or something wins. So people wanted Goldberg to step up. They pulled the swerve on us. They put Kevin Nash in. And then Hogan, who was the champion, built up this feud, this rivalry na, Ito na, breaking point ito ng NWO. And people were at the edge of their seats. And when the match actually happened, Kevin Nash. si Kevin Nash and he ate the pin in like a minute. In like okay, a minute. Baka magalit yung mga listeners natin on Twitter and on social media. It's the finger poke of doom, not the no, finger yeah. poke of death. But yeah, um, the, the finger poke of doom was also apparently the same incident where si Tony Schiavone said na Mick Foley was going to win the WWF yes. championship. Right. So Spinoil ng Raw and yung effect nun was people tuned into Raw because they love Mick Foley so much that they wanted to see mankind finally yeah. become WWF champion. So that was kind of WCW shooting itself in the foot big time there. Yeah, uh, I remember I was watching Kalina Kase and they were saying that uh, this only happened because Goldberg injured himself. So they had nothing to do, something like that. And they just went with it. So, yeah, that was kind of dumb on their part. But it's not happening. And another, another speaking of good old Bill, another pretty memorable thing for me was when Goldberg actually had the opportunity to, to step up, being being lossless in, in his in his epic WCW run, right? He finally had the opportunity to face Hulk Hogan for the title, and then Natalia because Kevin Nash tasered him. <laughs> was just the most attitude era thing ever. Na sobrang sobrang imbali Goldberg, sobrang lakas ni Goldberg. Na kailangan itaser siya para matalo. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous but yeah uh, as you said it's it's so attitude era yeah <laughs> okay let's uh talk about you influence ng nwo we've kind of hinted at it and i want to start off with this question again i i borrow from bill simmons was the nwo a one of one and when i say one of one meaning it's the only one of its kind in its history na hindi siya ever mar- replicate ever again no, I don't think so. Because for one, NWO became a parody of itself. Nah, you can easily have many groups do the same thing they did, and it would be great. Because we've seen guys from out of nowhere, uh, from different companies, show up and you know invade, right? So AEW, na nakita natin, right? Uh, Kenny Omega or Don Callis comes in and uh, invades from Impact Wrestling. Uh, the Good Brothers come in and invade for Impact Wrestling. So that thing is replicable, in my opinion. So, uh, wait. Sabonix come again sa Kumu comments. Wasn't it Scott Hall who tasered Goldberg? Tama ba yan? Yeah, tama, tama. I might have my, my guys wrong, but I tama, <laughs> di ba, tinaser siya? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Point on, yeah. <laughs> Again, sorry, going back to the question. So, yun nga, we have a bunch of uh, influenced uh, groups that you know ended up being so many and taking over the taking over the programming, uh, we, which we will get to in a bit. So, I don't think it was a one of one, and you would be deluded if you think it was a one of one. 
I agree. Uh, were they the first? Sure. But they're not the only club or stable that, that actually did what they did. But they, they borrowed the idea from Japan. They may have elevated this, this concept, but they were definitely the one that inspired everything that followed. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny that even within WCW, there's NWO parody. Right? You had the Blue World Order. Uh, that's an ECW stable. And then you had the LWO in WCW, which is the Latino World Order. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Sina Conan. So that was pretty weird. Like, I remember that I remember seeing you pictures of Eddie in the LWO gear. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? Ito yung unmasked Grey Mysterio yeah, era, yes. right? Uh, yeah. That's right. So that was right. pretty weird. Like, a lot of the, the high flying luchadors became cholos. For lack of a better term, <laughs> because of, of this turn, right? because because people had to be edgy and nineties and cool, right? you you talked about the grunge era uh, of the nineties. You also had gangster rap happen yeah, in the nineties, right. so so you had that urban edge to everything, and and I, I guess that's just very attitude era. So, okay, let's talk about the groups that they've influenced. Obviously, you can't talk about the NWO and its influence without talking about the Bullet Club. And to a smaller extent, the Nexus, which we get asked a lot about on TikTok. I don't know why, but a lot of people send us questions about the freaking Nexus. I guess which is it was an 11-year-old cool. group. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it was probably as cool or almost as cool or half as cool as the NWO. Because they came to the WWE for the first time, eh? But, had, but the Nexus got shafted. Like the Bullet Club true. really made it big. The in Japan, Bullet Club had the championships. AJ Styles was the champion in Japan. You, then Wade Barrett did not get to be WWE <laughs> champion. Okay, because I can understand. The the Nexus had the same impact as NWO. Yeah. In the same sense that they were also outsiders. They were also they also came out of nowhere. But the Nexus sila si Kat heading in. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were big names heading in. Yeah, but nobody knew were... Wade Barrett or like Keith Slater. Yes. Daniel Bryan. No, nobody knew Daniel Bryan back then. Let's <laughs> be honest. But they were all they were building off the fact that this was a totally unexpected faction, just like the NWO. Nobody expected Noga to turn heel and side with these guys who just showed up out of nowhere. It's the same way that nobody expected these nobodies to jump the whole roster and right. beat everybody up. It was it was it was very uh, unexpected in a way. Like the Shield was another example of this. Because nobody expected these nobodies to show up and and run through the crowd and jump everybody. It was such a it was the the surprise factor, the shock value. Is what they were building off of here, not necessarily, not necessarily the name recall. Right, right. I agree with that. Because, you you have a bunch of no name game show rookies who nobody knows, and then they suddenly jump everyone on the roster and interrupt a main event. So, talagang people will remember that for years to come. And Bruce Lim also says uh, people may be asking about uh, the Nexus on TikTok because WWE was full on being aired by Jack TV, which is true when the Nexus was uh, in their heyday. So, tamang ayun. They still that's a that. good point. Yeah. I mean, okay, fine. Okay, regarding the Nexus. With the Bullet Club, though, I would say that they most modern iteration of the NWO. Even up to the point that they've overstayed their welcome, they've overexpanded, they've become a parody of themselves, and now they have an offshoot because of the elite. They have Bullet Club, the origins. Nila. But at the same time, you can't ignore the success 
ng Bullet Club, how mainstream it became, how the Bullet Club t-shirts, like I'm wearing a Stephen Amell Bullet Club t-shirt right now, na it's so mainstream, you can get it at freaking Hot Topic, which is a you know a, a casual retail store that anyone can have access to. So ganun ka successful si Bullet Club na si Kenny Omega naging champion, si AJ Styles naging champion, si uh, Fergal Devitt had to go to WWE, became Finn Balor. So parang, I would say that the Bullet Club is really the spiritual successor of the NWO. I, I, I don't know, because for me, the Bullet Club never really fought the power. They were uh, they were outsiders, yes. A bunch of them oh, they were foreigners, Gaijin. yes. Oh. A lot of them are Gaijin, and that's how they actually started. But, yeah. but in essence, I feel like yung theme lang yung hinagam nila sa NWO and not actually becoming actual spiritual successors to this brand that told people that yes, you can stand up to those <laughs> that oppress you. So parang sa akin, for me, I feel like that's actually a lot of the WWE brands that you see now. You you had the Shield, the you you had you again Nexus. You had uh, anti-establishment things that followed were also essentially CM Punk's uh, Straight Edge Society right. is another a good example for me because it was uh, it was something that was against the grain. It was something that was that told people that yes you don't have to follow the rules yeah but the, the bullet club is doing the same thing and you mentioned the word brand and the bullet club is such a big brand but the young bucks were making so much merch money out of it uh the nwo was also making so much merch money out of it like uh, hulk hogan tells of being at the mall and seeing people wearing nwo shirts just being at the mall they, they weren't even at a wrestling event so parang I would say that on that level, the, the success, the brand recall and all of that, they're pretty much there. I think what Chino is trying to say is that the essence of the Bullet Club was that they weren't really fucking up. Um, yeah. They weren't really messing up the, uh, yeah. the New Japan shows. About. They were really just a heel stable that mm. had an edge because they were foreigners and they were all foreigners. So uh so the automatically accepted a good yeah. Japanese audience. So, But I get what you're trying to say as well, yeah. And these are the disruptors in the way that NWO were. Or they even the Nexus really, were. Or even the Nexus were. They didn't really drastically change the product. They didn't usher in a new era of wrestling. So that to me, that to me is why I feel like, yes, they were inspired by the NWO, but are they the spiritual successors? Probably not. I mean, they have the two sweet. <laughs> That's a successor, a successor you can get. So Kyle says... Kyle suggests that the UE uh, Undisputed Era might be, but um, the Undisputed Era is more of a four horsemen yeah. uh, jacking, if you will. So, <laughs> who are, uh, I mean, who are, which other, uh, you can't really count the band because they were the same people. Yeah, you click. Kyle says Retribution is more of, <laughs> more of a successor to the NWO. Yeah, but then at, at the end of the day, they're more like Blue World Order than Blue World Order. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we'll talk, about, uh, we'll talk about more spiritual successors and even you crossover appeal ng NWO in a bit. But first, we got to let you know about our Patreon program here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. In fact, that's one of the ways you, that you can catch live pay-per-views like how we watched WrestleMania Backlash yesterday. So take it away, Ro. 
right guys if you want access to our exclusive watch parties for pay-per-views where we just where we discuss yung nangyayari sa pay-per-view as they happen or you know uh, a few hours after they happen and you also want exclusive content on reviews like uh, on your shows like raw nxt smackdown dynamite pay-per-views also exclusive merch uh, all you got to do is sign up to our exclusive patreon program Sign up at the uh, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. That's super cheap. You get all of that stuff and you know, you get to have fun with us as well. All right. That's a concrete way to support the podcast. But if you want to do that through your online shopping, you can do that naman through Lazada because we have a special affiliate link that you can use and that helps out PNA and the wrestling wrestling podcast. All right, our affiliate link for Lazada, you just got to click on it, enter it in your browser before you add the cart and check out podlink.co slash EUL, podlink.co slash EUL. Again, use that link before you check out or add to the cart and check out. All right, now let's take a moment to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Now hold on just a minute, playa. That's a Teddy Long reference for you. If you're probably wondering how a few wrestling fans who put together a podcast for their love of wrestling have been able to collab with brands here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, well, the answer is simple. We use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, no matter what the size is, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot C-O. And use our referral code, Wrestling2XPod. All caps, one word. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, the number two, the letter X, and the letters P-O-D. Again, wrestling to xpod all caps, one word. And hey, it's a great way to show support for the show as well. Now, if you're an advertiser and you want to collab with us on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, who are we to say no? You can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. May kumu shoutouts pa ba tayo? Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Meron, meron. Uh, Skamageddon says, um, you know, uh, disruptors in NJPW are more of Suzuki Gun than uh, than the Bullet Club, which is also kind of true because they are outsiders from a different promotion and they took over. It kind of took over the show. Uh, saying hey to Alvin Joseph to Mariposa Fingers 1 to 6, uh, Dex Figueroa, Sir Papansen, Pravin Charles, 88, Chad 88, Joe Edith, uh, Dengoy 777. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast here on the Podcast Network Asia Kumu channel. We're right, talking about Too sweet na naman too sa inyong lahat. Okay, let's talk about yung crossover appeal ng NWO. Kasi diba yung pinaka-goal naman talaga ng wrestling as a business is for it to be mainstream. And I'm sure na lahat ng mga companies ngayon are trying to recreate yung magic of the 90s na napaka-mainstream ng wrestling. So, nung kasagsagan ng NWO, did we see it become mainstream ba on the level of an Austin or a Rock or a D-Generation X? Yeah, uh, we did see it uh, as far as our research can uh, can state, can attest to. Uh, it had crossover appeal in sports the nfl had fan bases uh the jacksonville jaguars uh tony khan's team had a, had a jaguars world order uh the new york jets uh had a jets world order so talagang, uh, they rode the nwo wave if you will 
And and we mentioned this early in the stream. Dennis Rodman, one of the right, biggest right. names uh, in ninety sports, actually was an NWO member. The band that the Last Dance, uh, yes, the Netflix yes. documentary, where he was having a bender, and his bender included a stint as a member of the NWO. The damay pas Carl Malone. <laughs> oh, because during the ano to, the Bulls Jazz Bulls rivalry. Jazz rivalry, yes, right, yes. right. So this was actually this was actually part of the massive crossover appeal of wrestling back then. Eh. It was it was something that drew people who loved Dennis Rodman's antics and wanted to see more of it in a wrestling ring. I wanted to see him actually be Dennis outside of the NBA. So, okay, gets ko kung bakit si Dennis Rodman he'd be part of the NWO because may pagka-anti-establishment siya, di ba? But the Chicago Bulls were basically everybody's NBA team in the 90s. So I couldn't imagine that Dennis Rodman would have to be the heel here. Like, why would we be cheering for Karl Malone? Because he's a bad boy. Siya. Yeah, bad boy kasi Rodman. Bad, Rodman was part of the Detroit Pistons, the bad boys of the NBA. Nobody remembers that anymore. <laughs> At the time, they did. Yeah, at the time, they did. did. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Even though bata pa ako nun, and alam ko lang si Rodman from the Bulls, I'm sure the adults would know more that you know Rodman was from the from the Pistons. Right, right. Because hindi naman ang market naman ng wrestling at the time wasn't the kids who didn't have money. It was the adults, the right? It was the people who had money to purchase pay per views and buy T shirts and all that. So so when they pulled somebody like Dennis Rodman, who is this bright haired character from the NBA. Uh, into the wrestling ring, it attracted more eyes uh, to the product, especially since they know that he is essentially a badass, diba? He's right. he's against the grain. Actually, I I would love to to see a world where a major NBA star gets in a wrestling ring again. Like, hindi yun tipong shock na alam yun, a decade retired na. Oh, so like I I'd love to see LeBron or like Steph Curry or or I don't know. Uh, sino pa ba? Damian Lillard or Giannis or Nikola Jokic in the in in wrestling, di ba? Just to just to show na parang ganun na ulit na, nasa ganung level na ulit yung pagka mainstream ng wrestling, which admittedly uh it, it's still not there, which is why we need the bad bunnies and the Eva Marie's of the world. <laughs> right. No, I agree with right, that. Right. How about sana sa Philippine pop culture? Kasi diba, uh, whenever we talk to yung mga older wrestling fans, they always talk about yung Attitude Era. Pero for me, uh, whenever I talk to yung mga uh, Attitude Era uh, fans, hindi nila masyado nababanggit yung NWO. Laging DX, Undertaker, Austin, The Rock, Shawn Michaels. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we didn't really get WCW in the Philippines. You had to search out for it. You had to wait until 10, 11 at night on a Saturday to for it to come on. And meantime, so you aren't able to follow the product as closely. Whereas with the WWE, it was on constantly. You had the Raws, you you had the shows after Raw. The Raw went from an hour to two hours to three hours now. Uh so, Robin from Star Sports. And you had the recaps <laughs> on, on Star Sports and you had multiple replays of, of the product. So pag hindi mo naabutan at one point, makikita mo later in the week. So it was just a matter of exposure to, to what was available. Yeah, that's true. He, Chino really nailed it on the head. The, whatever is on uh, accessible for the Filipino fans, yun yung, ma- yun yung nila. And it just so happened that um, the WWF was the one showing in the in the cable channels. Yeah, I, I, channel. I, uh, 
I actually can't wait then for a point where a, a promotion like AEW or even New Japan would be readily accessible dito sa Pinas, Because people like us, I think we're a different level of fan. Now, we really go out of our way to watch these other shows, these other promotions. Pero uh, for AEW to make it to a local mainstream cable channel, let alone a TV network, that would really mean that wrestling has taken one step uh, further to just you know be mainstream again dito sa Pilipinas. That's right. It's a matter of time. I hope so. I hope so. I, I hope we live to see it. So Whoa. as we as we wind down here, um, what are your uh, last thoughts or last takeaways about the NWO, yung legacy niya, impact niya on the wrestling business? Let's start with Tito Chino here. And dami ko sinabi about the NWO. So I, I don't really know what else I can offer. I will say that while the brand or the, the club, the stable... Uh, ended the way that it did in, in like a whimper or it's not as loud when it was hot it was hot when it was a thing people still recognize the logo to this very day they yeah. uh, they acknowledged it as something that was fight the power that stood up against the man so to speak not Becky Lynch he's cool the other man <laughs> uh, but it, and that was and that's something that you can relate to to this very day, and it's just an, it's just a theme that carries on. Ikaro. Why, Anuman, uh my advice to promotions to wrestling companies is this. If you're going to book a end of, an NWO-style uh, faction or angle where there are outsiders coming to mess things up, just do it right and you know actually push through with it you can't really half ass it and expect people to accept it because the nexus retribution they all failed as you as we mentioned kanina they all failed because they refused to commit to it but all you got to do is make them look good maybe for a few for 6 months a year 2 years or so but if you really believe in that group then you got to make them look good uh oh. make them the the force that they have to be yeah you know you you don't need like city mask and stupid names. You can just yeah, that's true. get by <laughs> with actual with actual with actual uh, appeal right? in writing. I, I think yeah. there is space talaga for an, another NWO type group in today's wrestling. Yep. I think AEW's tried to jump on it, pero hindi masyado. So uh, if you want to do it, you can do it. Just just make it look good. Make it good. Yeah, um, there's a part of me that wishes na yung Philippine wrestling continued to be alive. I mean, like, I, I would say na it's dormant right now, diba? obviously because of the pandemic. Nobody can wrestle, diba? But I wish that Philippine wrestling got to a point where we were able to have our own NWO version. Na, so, yun, um, I don't think that we ever got there. I don't think the stories were ever leading towards something like that. MSG was no NWO. So I'm not gonna uh, not gonna count that for sure. Um, I just wish that it could have happened because uh, it, it would have been fun to do. It would have been fun to watch as somebody uh, as a fan and as someone who's also in the industry. So yeah, there. That's it. Th- uh, those are our thoughts on the NWO. And uh, before we end this retrospective episode, we gotta remind our listeners and our viewers that we have giveaway courtesy of our friends from New Era Cap. So Babyface producer Nikai, let's blow it up on the screen once again. There you go. That is our Hulk Hogan gift pack courtesy of our friends from New Era Cap. We're giving away this Hulk Hogan snapback and Hulk Hogan t-shirt. So all you have to do is to follow the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on social media and on Spotify. 
and follow New Era Cap as well on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at New Era Cap PH. Pag na follow nyo na lahat ng mga account na yun, you have to answer this very simple Hulk Hogan related question that showed up on the screen once again, please. There we go. Very easy question. In which movie did Hulk Hogan make his motion picture debut as Thunderlips? So if you can send in your uh, your your comments to that one, you can do that on Facebook page. Namin. We have a post for that on facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Merunarin on Instagram at wrestling wrestling podcast. Twitter and TikTok will follow suit at wrestling 2 xpod And then you have to follow us as well on Spotify. Tapos lahat ng mga nakatamang sagot. We'll be raffling it off among all of you until we announce the winner on Thursday night stream dito rin sa Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod or on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much. Big shout-outs again to New Era Cap. Thank you for providing the swag. Let me flex my Macho Man Randy Savage hat. Hey. Galing New Era yan. Uh, Chino will be getting his when he returns to the Philippines all vaccinated and stuff and... Siro, he has pledged his cap to another listener. Yon, that oh. way, mas marami mas tayong ayuda. Oh, tama. So, yun. Uh, we've got more to give away. So, if you don't win this week, okay lang. You can actually join next week when we give out more New Era swag. But, uh, it never hurts to take a chance right now. Let's get our other plugs. We've also got our Shopee affiliate link if you want to keep supporting the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast through your online shopping. Alright, uh, same mechanics Just click on the link Or you enter the link on your browser Before you add to cart and check out The link is tinyurl.com Slash WWPXShopee Tinyurl.com Slash WWPXSHOPEE All you gotta do is do that Any upcoming guestings on podcasts Or mga appearances for this week? Oh, uh, yeah uh, I have a show coming out on Saturday uh, so, gigising ulit ako ng alas 5 ng umaga to do some stand-up with the guys of Comedy Manila Online Roast Battle. You can access all the tickets for that on sure.ph. Just look for Online Roast Battle or sure.ph slash ORB3. There we go. Sure, it's S H O R. Tama ba, Chino? S H O O R? Yes, S H O O R dot P H slash O R B three. Right. Yon. So si Chino yung pambato ng wrestling wrestling podcast. You gotta support our boy over there. Uh, for all, for all of us though, you can catch us again on Thursday night, like I said, and you can follow us on social media. We can keep the conversation going on TikTok at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter for all of us at Roizwar at Chino Supersized and at underscore Stan C. Wala na ako nakalimutan di ba at this point? You good. Yep. 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 Thank you very much to everybody who's watching on Kumu, to the Podcast Network Asia team, and to the Kumu teams for making this happen. Please don't forget to follow the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Spotify. We'll catch you on Thursday. Until then, uh, thank you very much to Babyface producers Nika and Sola for putting these together. Stay safe, wash your hands, mask up, and don't forget to register to vote. And please, if you can, go ahead and get yourself vaccinated. Isang malaking too sweet ulit. As we celebrate 25 years of the NWO on behalf of Romoran and Chino Liao, my name is Stan C. We are out. NWO for 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 life. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.